<laughs> That'll be the intro, probably. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome to Snackdown. I'm Justin, and this is... Andy. Andy. And this episode already has taken a turn since Andy walked in the door, so it's going to be kind of interesting. It always does. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, are we doing this? <laughs> we'll at, get into that, though. At, at least I didn't walk in the door and go, uh, what are we doing again today? Yeah. <laughs> That's happened a couple times. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so what we're doing today is it's kind of getting into fall Mm -hmm. and fall is the time for switching over to warm drinks i think a lot of times uh cold weather drinks cold weather drinks right yeah because i i thought these were gonna be warmer drinks but they're not they're not i I think we're gonna be i think right now is like the peak time to use them almost like the foliage in your area nice right (laughs) very very fall very fall. Yeah. So I decided, let me look up and see if there's any cocktails based around tea, using tea. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. And there's a lot of different articles that I found, and we'll get into that. But we picked two and, and then deleted one <laughs> about 30 minutes ago. We're going to do a different one. There, there was an epiphany, and we'll talk about it in a bit. But we'll get, yeah, we'll get to it when we get to that. I think this first one is perfect for this weather right yeah. the kind of 60 to 75 or like maybe 50 to 75 temp range this is this kind of looks like it's going to be a nice afternoon drinker you know yeah, what i mean it looks pretty good i thought both of these were going to be warm and this is all full ice yes and i i saw us putting the ice in and it didn't recognize in my brain until now mm-hmm. but oh wait this isn't so because it it's been cold the last couple of days yeah today for some reason today started st- today started at 40 degrees yeah and so. then it was warm and hot and we already like took off a layer yeah and i'm like great day for tea <laughs> yeah yeah but uh yeah this is cold so uh, let's take a little sip yeah do we do we say anything about the intro about what we're trying uh let's take a sip let's take it. a sip and then say what we're gonna try <laughs> okay. okay there's a anticipation little, to the flavor little oh, it smells thing. pretty good oh yeah oh yeah that's good <laughs> and that is that tastes like fall actually very cool yeah it does yeah so what is this andy so this is a cocktail based off of chai. So like, so if, if you live in a country where chai just means tea, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying this is, you know, the the, the sort of spiced chai. Mm-hmm. Basically, this is, I'm not even sure if there's a real name. Is there a real? No, it's just called chai tea cocktail, which is messed up because chai is just tea. It's true. You just say chai cocktail, right? Yeah. Chai, like tea tea cocktail. Yeah, I wonder if America is the only one that just calls chai an actual flavor. Mm. And every other country is like, that's kind of silly. Or if it's... I don't know. If it's a popular thing. Because chai comes from India, correct? What do you mean? Like the chai... The country. This, the chai that like we're having now? Like the in chai... Terms of the spiced tea? The chai tea that's popular in America. That people like the spiced chai. Uh, yes. So it's called masala chai. So it has black tea, milk, spices, and sugar, which okay. is exactly what's in here. Yeah. Kind of. So, so that comes from India, correct? And it is from the Indian subcontinent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so so in this cocktail, this yeah. tea tea cocktail, the chai tea cocktail, it is... Um, you can have another sip if you want. You feel you look like you kind of went like up to do it, and then you're like, I don't really know. But... So in here is... I didn't know if the jangling ice would oh, cause dear. that this audio is, No, no, this is fine. This is just... <laughs> we're just having drinks. You know what I mean? I'll do a little. For the, That's the sound of a refreshing ASMR. fall drink. <laughs> That's the sound of Andy sipping a refreshing fall drink. <laughs> Not refreshing to anyone else. Sorry, y'all. So this is chai concentrate. Like you can get it in those kind of like jugs that you can also find. Um, like chicken stock. broth? Yeah, like beef stock or chicken broth or whatever. So it's one third, that, one third cup of that. 
uh, two thirds of a cup of almond drink, vanilla flavored, you know, drink. I guess it's not almond milk? vanilla. Um, some might call it almond milk. Yeah, it's base. It's almond milk, and it's kind of it's vanilla flavored too. So do you, <laughs> huh? because you come from dairy farmers, are you like I don't you come don't, from dairy farmers. I'm married into you a married dairy farmer. Someone from dairy farmers. Do you not toss around the milk term? Is that why you're saying that? I don't think we take milk lightly, <laughs> and we certainly don't skim it. Anyway, you so don't think there's a farmer out there milking individual almonds? Uh they have tiny hands. Yeah, and that's cool. I have tiny hands too. So, so the vanilla almond milk or drink <laughs> yes um so two-thirds a cup of that one-third cup of that chai concentrate mm-hmm. and then uh 1.5 ounces of whiskey so yeah so we just used a like just a mixing bourbon a mixing bourbon yeah. yeah uh and then you shake it all together and then pour over ice and here we are and we added a little Gar- cinnamon stick in there garnish with a cinnamon cinnamon stick and uh it's really good i mean it kind of just tastes it's simple it tastes like it would sound and it blends super well mm-hmm. so Sometimes you go, okay, well, uh, this has all these ingredients in here, and then you taste it, and you're like, whoa, dynamics are way off, you know? Yeah. Um, but this this is just, just an, a super simple drink. Like, did I have to turn on the heating element for that? No, I didn't. I mean, I just kind of shook it all up, poured it over ice, and it's ready to go. So. Yeah, this is delicious. And kudos to you, because you did a ton of the legwork in terms of at least, like, looking at cocktails and kind of narrowing it down. So, Yeah, there's a I'm couple... Kinda, I'm kind of talking about it like I did a lot of the work, and I did... None of the work. <laughs> There's a couple that I kind of wanted to do. Yeah. And some of them we couldn't find the right ingredients. And we'll get into it. There's a list of... There's a website that made a list of tea types and what alcohols go best with them. Just a bland, like, tea bag. If you're drinking black tea, this is the best alcohol for it. Yeah, it was a very, like, stripped down, mm-hmm. you know, And example. so I thought about doing that, and I was like, oh, that's a little boring. I'd rather do some extravagant cocktails, and then we can just kind of talk about that. And so we kind of... Took cocktails where we're making a little bit of the tea part of it. We're so, not just like dipping a tea bag. However, we ended up with this cocktail, That's which true. has a concentrate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the two that I... So the, they've been changing throughout the day. <laughs> two hours ago, they were two completely different cocktails. Then we switched out one of them for this one, so, which is good. I, I'm enjoying this. So if I were to liken this to different eras of Snackdown, this would be early Snackdown of just keep it simple and yeah. make it delicious, right? Mm-hmm. And I, not to say the second one isn't, the second one's not going to be like over the top, right? I think the second one's kind of over the top. Uh, maybe in terms of ingredient finding for some, uh, but in terms of like preparation, it's not yeah. over the top. Yeah. It's but no milk punch. This one Shout is. Shout out to Scott. What's up, Scott? How you doing, bud? What's this up? one is definitely early snack down, three ingredients. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, there's four, maybe even five if you include ice. So. <laughs> we haven't talked much about tea on this podcast. Are you a chai tea drinker? Yeah, I am. I, I like chai. chai. Yeah, you just caught you on a sip. You don't. You can take out the um, cinnamon. You're kind of like holding it off to the. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> it's just the looks, man. But it, it adds a little bit of cinnamon. I think. I don't think so. It adds a cinnamon smell. Okay. And smell is very tied to taste. Correct. Okay. Yeah, um, I like chai. Yeah. I really don't drink it like ever. Really, someone's like. Oh, I got this chai drink. Give it a sip. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. But I never, for some reason, go out and get chai myself. I mean, I, I think chai had its heyday, and I could be absolutely wrong, but I think it had a big place in like early to mid 2000s. I think that's like when it really mm-hmm. hit the United States, at least. So when it boomed, so my dad loves coffee. There was a big my mom war. Hates coffee. Uh huh. And so he's always tried to like get her into coffee, 
and she never she's there's no way she's ever liked coffee when that chai tea boom happened my mom loved chai tea and all the coffee shops started selling chai tea lattes and chai tea this and that so it was great because my my dad could always pick up coffee and chai tea something for my mom yeah it's it's good what would you say is your favorite tea if you had a tea bag of blank and you know you could add milk to it to it you could add sugar you could add honey lemon whatever but besides that just like the the, your best tea what's your favorite tea (laughs) so i'm not a big fruit tea drinker okay for something for some reason when there's when there's a sweet fruit in a tea Mm -hmm. like a mango tea or passion fruit tea or something like that the fruit always for some reason tastes artificial to me when it's in tea form it's like this weird sweetness i don't know it's weird too because it's like it is on the nose and sometimes it's just too dry too you know like so i I think sometimes there's just like a disconnect between smell and taste would you agree with that yeah and it because tea is also herbal yeah and there's like some medicinal tastes in tea yeah sometimes it with when you add sweetness it tastes like medicine of some sort that they've added sweetness to yeah and i don't know you're having like a ricola you're like "Eh." (laughs) yeah like ricola tea what was the one? What was the thing that we just had recently that tasted like a Rico? Oh, Benedict B and B. Yeah, Benedict. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> so I usually go for pretty bland or herbal teas. I love a good oolong tea. Oolong. Have you ever had Lapsang Suchong? No. It basically tastes like a campfire. Really? It is. There's smoked tea leaves, mm-hmm. and it's a black tea, and um, that's probably my favorite. You know, I don't think I could have it every day. Yeah. But. I think it's so unique and exotic and it still is relatively accessible. It's not like I went to like some, you know, shop and, you know, whatever. It's not like so micro scale mm-hmm. that like no one's ever heard of it and I can't get it again. It's not like I'm like chasing something, but no, you know, I mean, if you go to like a specialty tea shop, you can typically find that and yeah. it's very good. I honestly haven't explored much into tea. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the teas that I like, which is I like oolong tea, black tea, green tea, and I drink a lot of ginger tea. Those are all like really basic teas. Are you a matcha guy? Are you a matcha it's man? It's like the matcha, matcha, matcha man. man. Matcha man. I want to be a matcha man. It's like the green grassy type tea. Yeah. Uh, it's it's green tea and then it's ground up and then. I honestly don't know if I've ever had matcha. Matcha, matcha. No, we're not doing that again. Or... <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I just thought we were on the same page with that. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had matcha tea, honestly. Hey, hey. Okay, I was just kind of gearing it. I can the... guarantee everyone when we take our next break to make the the drink, and he's going to tell Alexa to play that. And you should too. I mean, because why not? Press pause yeah. when we when we say, and we'll be right back. Who sings that? The Village People, maybe. Isn't the same people that do YMCA? No, I was thinking of a wrestler. Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. I'm like, doesn't Randy? I was in my mind. I was like, doesn't Randy Savage sing? Macho, it? Macho Man. You know that he did a rap album. Really? Yeah, it's good. Did you know that Ice T is in a metal band? The actor slash rapper. I mean, it's, it, I mean, we're having a T episode, so. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, the rapper. Well, I didn't know that he's in a metal band. That's crazy. And yeah, Macho Man is by the Village People. So. Yeah, so not Randy Savage. No. <laughs> uh, so back to this drink. So what is your main flavors in this? Are you tasting the whiskey? Yeah, I am. I'm tasting the whiskey as much now as I would probably in like a, in kind of a hot toddy, I would say. 
It's it's definitely present. I mean, like it def- definitely has the whiskey bite. It adds like a little bit of the oakiness to it. But I mean, it's it's hard to jump over the chai, you know. Yeah, there's the strong vanilla chai. Yep. And then there is a hint of cinnamon just from the cinnamon stick. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's still in mine, so <laughs> I have to drink mine with like a finger holding the cinnamon stick. Yes. I also got some uh, some shortbread sh- some shortbread cookies and yeah, some. So- just kind of got some old lady snacks. <laughs> and he's like, we're drinking tea. So he got, got some biscuits walkers, and shortbread rounds. Noble essay? I don't know. Noble essay? had walkers, honestly. Huh? <laughs> and then there's some weird other little things, like the little pastries with the red raspberry circle in the middle and yeah. some wafers, chocolate mm-hmm. vanilla wafers. Yeah. Mm, so good. It's just 50% butter. That's why. That's why I like it? Mm-hmm. Or that's why it's so good? That's why you like it. Oh, okay. So, yeah, this is delicious, easy to make. I mean, really, if you have whiskey at home, the only thing that you might have to pick up are the almond milk and the chai, the concentrate. Like, it's it's not even, like, labeled as concentrate, but it technically is because typically you'll have to add some sort of cream to it. But, you know, if you're finding a chai drink in a um, in kind of a small, you know, one quart or, you know, one liter container, then you're, you got the right thing. And then add 1.5 ounces of whiskey, and mm. you are good to go. Um, so how do you think this would pair with a vanilla chai tea bag and just whiskey? Why did they use concentrate and vanilla almond milk? Is it time consuming? Like too time consuming to like soak a bag and I think I think it, it wouldn't be um, about, I think it wouldn't be thick enough. I think if you just did a, a chai tea bag or a vanilla chai tea bag, yeah. It's just the flavor going into water. It's not gonna be thick at all. Also well I guess you could just like make a whole teacup and then take an ounce of it. But you need a certain amount of water for a right. full tea bag, right? Because you were like soaking a tea bag in an ounce or whatever, it'd be like way too strong. Yeah, way easier to do this. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure if you. It's could, easier uh, to control your portions, I think. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Because if you made a whole glass of chai tea, adding an ounce of bourbon might not give you the same flavor profile as as this. controlling it with this, the concentrate of the milk. You are you poking your eye out with the cinnamon stick? Almost. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I got to have a finger cap on it. You're so like, doesn't... burns so good. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently sniffing cinnamon uh-huh. wakes you up. Does it so make when you I was dealing or... with like, when I had to get up at like 3.30 a.m. for work, and I would come home and I was so tired, I would like open up the pantry and be like. <sighs> would you just go like this instead? <laughs> like tape it to my like, kind of like mustache, duck. like a yeah. cinnamon mustache. Just kind of make like the duck lips and <laughs> then just kind of like mustache it up. I powder my mustache every morning with cinnamon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Powdered cinnamon. Yeah, but it never really worked. No. Apparently when you suffer from sleep apnea, sniffing a cinnamon stick doesn't do anything. No. <laughs> uh, how are you, how is your sleep apnea going? That's bad. Okay. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> it's a little bit better now that I have my new job and I don't have to get up so early. Mm-hmm. I think I sleep best from like 2 a.m. to 4 or 5 a.m. Is it snack down related? Yeah. You just like, you like wake up and you're like, I have a really good idea. <laughs> yeah. I have a, like some people keep a dream journal. I just have a snack down ideas journal. <laughs> and you're wearing like your, your sleeping cap. Yeah. <laughs> and your snack down overeaters. And I light my like 1800s candle and. <laughs> and tiptoe. Yeah. It's pretty much the night before Christmas. Yeah. And then I, every, I close it up and wax seal it again. So I know that someone hasn't stolen the ideas. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's why I uh, don't sleep well at night. Awful. <laughs> well, the show must go on. Yeah. So, <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of the show, so the Thrillist 
Uh, Thrillist.com did an article about tea pairings, which we talked about. I thought you were going to say they did an article about Snackdown. <laughs> no, that would have been nice. So, say black tea. They say black tea goes well with rum. And they say this dates all the way back to Jerry Thomas, which is kind of interesting. What up, Jerry? Um, we could go visit so him So, he at made Woodlawn something Cemetery. called a fish house punch. A what? <laughs> a fish house punch, hmm. I guess. And it was rum and black tea, basically. But he sometimes added cognac or peach brandy. And then planter's punch is basically a mix of black tea and dark rum. Hmm. And these are things that he used to make all the way back in the 1800s. So that's kind of a, a pairing that's been around for a while, which is kind of interesting. So they say green tea and whiskey. And in uh, at, at the place called Ramen Gangen in Sebastopol, California, they... Yeah. <laughs> they infuse green tea straight into Japanese whiskey. I Interesting. Guess. And they make these drinks using like the green tea and that whiskey. And it's kind of interesting because the tea adds like a savory grassy quality to the whiskey. That seems like an odd pairing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For something like sort of whiskey, you kind of want like you're going for like a bite. You're looking for kind of an age caramel oakiness. Mm-hmm. And then like the green tea side of things is just kind of like it almost it's like fresh. You know what yeah. I mean? Fresh and light. Kind of interesting, though. Yeah. So they make a, a drink called the Green Tea Infused Whiskey Highball, which is a pretty simple name, but they use green tea infused whiskey with soda water and garnish it with sea palm. Sea palm. <laughs> the sentence just ended right <laughs> Well, there was three words, but the last word was garnish. <laughs> yeah. It's garnish with sea palm garnish. Yeah. So it's... <laughs> it's a garnish sandwich. So then just they the say look. mint tea with rum or bourbon. And the reason they got that is because... Mint juleps are usually in a mojito, which is bourbon-based, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, so like a mojito is is rum, Mm -hmm. and a mint julep is bourbon. So they say either of those could be used with mint tea. Because mint, we know mint goes well with. Yeah. I don't think they've ever tried that mix. They say it goes well in a toddy. Hmm. So then they say, next, is chamomile tea with gin or vodka? Yes. So, I mean, chamomile is kind of has its own sort of... I don't know. It's yeah. it's got like a really um, really mellow herbal flavor. Yeah, you know. So they talk about infusing because it says try infusing chamomile directly into gin. How mm-hmm. can one infuse at home? Is that just mixing? Is that a better word for mixing? No, I mean infusing would be you would put you know if you wanted to infuse like some of a bottle but not the entire bottle, you would put in um, you know put like a cup or whatever of gin and then you'd put a chamomile tea bag in there. Oh, okay. And then it would just you know it's. It's cold brewing. Because they're Not suggesting brewing, infusing chamomile right into gin and then making it Tom Collins mm, or a gin take on an old fashioned. And then it says if it's a hot cocktail you want, opt for a toddy topping gin with a hot pour of mild chamomile tea and honey. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, I guess that would make sense. I guess that would probably work, but I'm such a whiskey hot toddy guy, mm-hmm. you know? This next one I think you'll agree with. Chai tea mm-hmm. with rye whiskey. Mm-hmm. Or Irish cream. So chai tea with Irish cream. Yeah, that sounds really good. Because it already good. has kind of like a milky... Yeah, so instead... So I would think that instead of mixing, like taking that concentrate and then adding the almond milk to it, mm-hmm. you could just do the Irish cream. Yeah. Like that's it. Just the chai concentrate and Irish cream. A chirish... No, chirish? Chirish cream. <laughs> chirish cream. Nice. A chirish cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then the last one is Earl Grey and bourbon. Okay. It says Earl Grey boasts bergamot oil. What? Bergamot oil. 
Okay. Which is orange. Okay. A type of orange. Bergamot adds a slight citric quality to the tea. While it would go wonderfully with rum, like as other black tea counterparts, bourbon also makes a convincing case. The spirit's sweetness complements the tea and balances out its sharper notes. Infuse Earl Grey into a simple syrup to use an old-fashioned or mint julep, or go the toddy route. Almost all these, they say, is good in a toddy. Probably because you're already using hot water. Yes. Like a toddy's hot, so they're just thinking... Yeah, okay. So so this article kind of goes a little bit beyond just being like, oh, you like bourbon? Put a little tea bag in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think, you know, certainly it's just like a lot of infusions. And I think that kind of leads us up into the next one, right? A little bit? A little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. A little tea's there. <laughs> stick around on your commute. Uh, the next one's going to be a weird one. Whatever you're doing, just kind of stick around for it. <laughs> you're already halfway there, guys. I'm going to yeah. try one of these little raspberry cookies. Yeah, try a little raspberry is? guy. Huh? Is that what it is, raspberry? I don't know. Just as assortment. Oh, the raspberry one is actually made of natural flavors. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. But it is manufactured in Verden, Germany. Imported. Is it good? Yummy? Very dry. As I think a lot of tea snacks are. So it can soak in the tea. So scones are famously eaten with tea. Yes. Scones are very dry. <laughs> Have you ever had a scone? Yeah. Are you a scone guy? Uh, Yeah. Not all scones are super dry. <laughs> what do you think? But scones are supposed to be dry. Are they supposed to be dry? Mm-hmm. What sconery do you go to? I don't know. I want names and places. <laughs> I'm just, I've had homemade scones. And okay, I've had, well, that could be user error. No, and I've had uh, pastry shops scones. And okay. I'm just like, wow, I'm not a scone guy because it's almost like a bigger version of a biscotti because mm. it's dry. You eat a scone and you're like, you're, you're so parched. You're like, well, I'm scone dry. <laughs> Instead of bone dry? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I like a good... Should we look up whether scone's supposed to be dry? Sure. I'm, I don't think I'll like the answer regardless. There's a Curb Your Enthusiasm where he starts a spite store because the guy's scones were too moist. Well. <laughs> a scone should not flake like a biscuit. It can have layers, of course, but they, are, they should err on the side of crumbly. A scone is slightly drier than a biscuit, and yet when all... When done well, not dry at all. Mmm. Scones intended. Mm. <laughs> scones are. In- <laughs> Thank you for reading that out loud, too. You really could have, like, you could have I been almost like, didn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? I paused in my mind. <laughs> you jerk. Scones are intended to be consumed with a hot beverage of your choice, after all. Why are my scones dry and crumbly? <laughs> what is this on Yahoo Answer? <laughs> From oh, the spruce seeds. We get a lot from there. Yeah, we the do. dough should still be crumbly with some flour dregs when it has enough buttermilk. Otherwise, the scones may come out tough. Too much stirring will toughen your scones. Once your dough is crumbly, you can freeze it in a sealed plastic bag until you're almost ready to bake it. You know what they say, tough scones. But see, they say it should be dry and soft like bread, not dry and hard like a biscuit cookie. Wow. Every scone I've had has been very dry. That's unfortunate, dude. But see, all these are like, is there such a thing as a moist scone? Like all these questions. That means everyone's think, eating dry scones. I don't think moist is the right word for what a scone should be. But I don't think dry should be the... It, it sh- like, the fact that you compared it to biscotti, yours are too dry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it should be... There's got to be some sort of balance between a moist muffin mm-hmm. and a dry biscotti to describe a scone. But a moist muffin is way too moist. Yeah, that would be way too moist for a scone. Agree to disagree. We'll be back with the next cocktail. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a good time for a break. <laughs> uh, talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> Don't scone anywhere. And listen. <laughs> oh, okay. Listen to Macho Man. We'll be right back. All right, bye. <laughs>
we're teed yeah. up and ready to go. <laughs> yeah, so we got something interesting here, and let's talk about how this came about. Okay. Let's talk about the original drink that we were going to do. Yeah, so what we were originally going to do was a just a chamomile... Chamomile, gin, and lemon t- type of cocktail called yeah. The Birds and the Bees. Oh. And it was going to be all goofy-like because we were just going to talk about the birds and the bees the whole time. So it was going to be like a chamomile um, sort of honey syrup. And while I was making the chamomile honey syrup, yeah. so while the chamomile was steeping in boiling water for a half a cup. Yeah, we were kind of waiting for it. So we were just kind of like standing around. And, um, we, you know, Justin, Justin told me about how he bought this really random botanical rum, we'll call it. Yeah. And I was like, man, what kind of cocktails would go with that? And so I found a cocktail and the cocktail had like a chamomile-based simple syrup yeah and i was like you gotta be shitting me this <laughs> like, is what we we're have doing. to switch this i'm like we can't like that's so weird and, and then and then like and uh, he's like we're doing it yeah like justin like could see that i was like solving math in the air yeah. i was like doo, 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 he pulled doo. a sharpie and started drawing on my window and <laughs> you're like that i can't erase that and i'm like yeah got it so, Justin was just calculating how much of his security deposit he wasn't going to get yeah. back. <laughs> we switched gears. So the, the the thing it's based on, it's called Buchmann. It's crafted in Haiti. It's botanical rum. And it kind of smells like rum and tequila mixed, which is kind of interesting. It doesn't taste like tequila. Right. It doesn't taste like tequila. So one of the biggest differences between this type of rum and your standard rum, besides the botanicals, is the fact that this type of rum, which is agricole, Agricole, yeah. Okay. And it's uh, it's R-H-U-M. I don't know if that's just a Haitian thing or if that's rim. what they use to say like that kind of rum. You yep. know what I mean? I'm yep. not sure. Um, so the biggest difference between the classic rum that you and I are most familiar with and this type of rum is that this type of rum is made uh, with sugarcane as being the base sugar for the yeah. distillation process or the, for the fermentation and the distillation. So. Um, so let's take a sip of this before it gets too melty and then we'll keep going. Okay. Interesting. I like it a lot. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> it kind of, to me, <laughs> tastes like a watery version of the rum. What? No. This is this is great, in my opinion. <laughs> so we also, this drink is garnished with an orange peel. <laughs> I only had tangerines. So we were trying to make a nice garnish with a tangerine coil, and it's really bad. Uh, so yeah. you'll see some pictures. Yeah. So let's just talk about what's in this first, and then we can kind of maybe talk about what we taste in it. Yeah. Okay? In this drink is the Buchmann Botanical Rum Agricole, um, so one ounce of that. Then you've got a half ounce of London Dry Gin. I think we did Hendrix, correct? Yeah, so it's not as dry as London Dry, but... But it's pretty darn dry, Yeah. you know? Um, then we did a half an ounce of uh, uh, Dry Vermouth, half an ounce of the chamomile tea syrup, which is instead of adding honey to it, we did basically half a cup of water, half a cup of boiling water, added two tea bags to it. And then um, once we were sure that the tea bags were kind of steeped in there, took the tea bags out and I gave them a little bit of a squeeze and then um, added half a cup of sugar, stirred that up really well and then let it get to room temperature. Then we did a pinch of salt, uh, two drops of orange bitters. And you saw, did you see me do the two drops? No. That's pretty good about doing cool. it. You know, I didn't. It's drops, not dashes? Correct. Drops. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. And then garnish with a orange peel or tangerine peel. A true <laughs> nice. snack down fashion. So here's something I just was kind of happy about. Okay. <laughs> because of snack down, mm-hmm. my bar obviously has grown 
we were able Truly. to switch gears to this without having to run to the store. Yes. That's kind of cool. And make it like, I mean, this is a pretty crazy drink. Yeah. Not, not, it, it's definitely achievable. The hardest thing that you're going to be able to find, or the, the, the most difficult thing, is the Buchmann. Mm-hmm. So when I was at the liquor store, I have a real problem of seeing like a cool bottle. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, what's this? Especially I don't need it. But I have a certain love for Haiti. I've been there twice. You have a love Haiti relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I do love like anything Haitian. This is stupid. I I just love, I was there for a month once and then I went back for another week. Nice. And so this, I was like, oh, handcrafted in Haiti. That's awesome. Yeah. And so this, I'm just gonna read the back of the bottle. Okay. It began in 1971. <laughs> you set the tone. Yeah, maybe. It began in 1971. No, that's really early. It began in 1791. <laughs> Vietnam was raging on. Yeah. <laughs> the United States was in unrest. Gas prices through the... Okay, go on. <laughs> and he drew first blood. <laughs> it began in 1791, a secret ceremony where Duddy Buchman swore an oath to liberty, sealed it with rum, and sparked the revolution that freed Haiti. Two centuries later, Buchman Botanical Rum honors Haiti's rich tradition of Claren Trempe, Handcrafted infused rum. Buchmann takes Haiti's best rum, Agricole, distilled from the fresh juice of sugarcane. We then infuse it with seven botanicals and barks, many of them native to Haiti and foraged in the wild. The result is a dry, intense, and complex spirit with an elegant finish. In the spirit of Duddy Buchmann, we reinfest the sugarcane communities that create this product. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's cool. And it says wild crafted in Haiti. Can you play um, Fortunate Son by CCR at the beginning of that? We don't have any money for that. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I saw it and I was looking the at the helicopter. bottle. The bottle is blue. Yeah. Which then makes the rum look green. And it's just like this crazy bottle. And I saw it and I was reading it and I'm like, I have to get this. And it was the only bottle there. This just... So, there's, there's a lot going on in this drink. But I think the ingredients beside the Daddy Buchmann's... <laughs> You know, b- besides the, the, the rum, I think they just go to pair. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, they, they just kind of bolster the flavor. Is there know? any chamomile left in there? Yeah, plenty. Maybe I want to taste it. Because I'm having a hard time pinpointing the chamomile tea in this. But I'm trying to remember what chamomile tea tastes like, and I can't remember. I don't drink a lot of chamomile tea. Here we go. I'll just I do that. way too much. <laughs> but. So to make the simple syrup, what is this? This is the tea with mm-hmm. water and sugar? Yeah. So that's herbal, but it's smooth. Right? Mm-hmm. It's floral, right? Chamomile is floral. No bitterness, right? Yeah. So then you take it with this. So now we'll have a little sippy of this guy. And it's pretty hidden in there. But I think maybe but I think it, it mellows to... out the bitterness of the Buchmann. Yes. And I think, I mean, the sugar was obviously needed to kind of make this cocktail what it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think... Um... I think I would add a little bit more of the chamomile simple syrup in this. Really? Yeah. No, I don't know, man. To sweeten it just a little bit. So one thing that I've found is that a lot of tropical cocktails and cocktails made for you know hotter climates i think a lot of them are supposed to like sort of taste better as it gets warmer right Mm -hmm. to a to a degree i think if you're going like true to you know that tropical cocktail one of the ones that i can think of that i was reminded of that was uh pineapple breeze i had that the other day and like at first it was super dry then it sort of warmed up and i was like oh man this still isn't you know it, it didn't go from like tasting like sort of dry like straight into like Hot garbage. What do you mean pineapple breeze? A pineapple breeze? Is that a cocktail? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was like a Seagram's flavor. Like, uh, you know, like Seagram's, those like little dollar mixed drinks. Huh? Seagram's. 
Ba- These are cigar ends. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's it ba- looks like a pineapple breeze. Pineapple breeze. Yeah. 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 So pineapple breeze. So so what so is there a, we were with pineapple breeze. <laughs> so what is in a pineapple breeze? Uh, it's got pi- it's got pineapple juice and then an ounce of breeze. <laughs> Actually, two ounces of breeze. You have like a little wind net. Don't drive anywhere. <laughs> Uh, so, so the pine- so the pineapple breeze. So it's it's uh it is rum. It is pineapple juice. I think it's something else. But I think it's mostly just those two things. And then you add um uh, rosemary. You kind of like do like a little bit oh, of that's a interesting little bruising of the rosemary. So is that all shaken up on ice? Yes. But you're saying it gets better as it warms up. Yes. So you're saying it gets better as it gets watered down. Not necessarily. I think it's as, as it warms up a little bit. Maybe as it waters down. It didn't seem too concentrated though. It just it just started really cold. And then, you know, but I think to the same tune, like, I think this is something that probably starts, you know, like, let's try it now, you know, because it's a little, it, it, is, it, is, a little more, bit it is more watered down. But th- I mean, honestly, like, this is delicious. This is, this like, to me, tastes like a, a cocktail that I would order at a bar. You know what I mean? It tastes, it tastes fancy. It has so many botanicals in it, but they're all blended so well that yeah. I'm like, oh, hells yeah, I'd pay 10 bucks for that. Yeah, it's would you very, pay 10 bucks it's for like that? drinking a, I'd probably expect a better alcoholic garden. flower garden, kind of. Uh, repeat that. <laughs> <laughs> I taste a lot of honeysuckle, yeah. like rose, yeah. flower, yes. that type of stuff. I agree. It's really good, though, right? Yeah. It's not too airy, though. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes you have, like, a real effervescent, um, really, like, very, like, faint sort of botanical flavor. This is, like, it is on the syrupy side. It is, like, on the kind of mm-hmm. thicker side. Um, I think mine was a slow sipper. I think mine wasn't stirred very well. Y- you didn't give it a little... Because the last couple <laughs> steps were like way sweet. Yeah, but it could have also settled, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Remember how I was saying I wish I had some more sweetness? I think you it was all it. at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> you should have given it a little ice, uh, a little ice. I shit. gave it no swirl. You gave it zero swirl. Yeah, it was unswirled. Mm. Ooh, sweet. It's good, yeah. right? I think if you were entertaining and had some semi-adventurous people, I think you could try this. Yeah. I mean, I really don't think that. Like, if you have someone that's like, yeah, I like cocktails. I think this would probably satisfy 90% of people that like cocktails. As long as those cocktails aren't like, you know, just like, I basically just drink Mai Tais. But I think you have to kind of have a herbal bitter side of you that that likes this. Excuse me? (laughs) Because sometimes... Is that on your Bumble account? (laughs) Yeah. I have an herbal bitter side about me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The the herbal side comes out on the third date, and the bitter side comes out much later. Pretty much after that. (laughs) 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 But some people like cocktails for their island sweetness. You know, some people only get cocktails that are like pina colada, like raspberry rum bomb, you know, that type of thing. And I feel like if you serve them this, they'd kind of be... Like, what the hell? What is this? So you have to, yeah, you have to market this correctly, mm-hmm. right? So if you if you were like, oh, you guys want me to, you want to make you a cocktail from Haiti? And be like, yeah, sounds good. Sounds like a pineapple breeze to me. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you go, hey, do you guys want me to make you some sort of like kind of kind of fancy speakeasy type cocktail? Yeah, sure. But that's this one, right? If you got, if you want something that's botanical, floral, has like a cool herbal sort of flavor, mm-hmm. like sweetness, this it's this one. Yeah. This is great. This is unlike any drink that I've had on Snackdown. Really? Yes. It, Just it has a little bit of milk punch vibes. And I think it's because that also had tea in it, correct? It did have tea, but it was um, it was Earl Grey. Mm-hmm. Chamomile is vastly different from Earl Grey. Konnichiwa. <laughs> so I'm going to eat a little uh, chocolate vanilla wafer here. <laughs> yeah. A little dry. 
Like a scone? Like a good scone. <laughs> I'm just going to yeah. So, So this one kind of got off the path of just like tea, alcohol. It had a little bit of chamomile, but this I would think is more like just a interesting kind of cocktail. The yes. idea started as a tea, like a, a, like like a, a tea a, cocktail. A cocktail that's accentuated by the tea, mm-hmm. right? Tea that you're adding this is alcohol so much, to, not yeah. a cocktail that you're adding a little tea into. This but. is so much more though. I mean, really, like if you can find Buchmann or or you know something similar to it, try mm-hmm. this. Yeah, you could probably do it with another botanical rum, although I haven't seen a lot of botanical rums. This is one of the first I've seen. So it's kind of interesting. I think it's very interesting. It also like, like in terms of like the mouthfeel too, it's it's really smooth. This is a botanical drink, but really like doesn't have the bitterness. You know, even when we were drinking it uh, and just trying it, you know, just, just straight. Like I was like, okay, this has the botanical aspects, but is not like the Frenet Branca, like, ugh, like the bitterness that you're just like, what the hell did I just have? And why did someone charge me money for it? <laughs> so... If you're interested on that, the Frenette Branca, we ate bananas and oysters and drank Frenette Branca. It's it a good episode. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, we got through high times and low times, and that was a high time. <laughs> that was one of our peaks. It was. But but yeah, uh, I mean, this really did have like a lot of the the flavors that I would want from a botanical drink without the cutting bitterness of it. It was mm-hmm. super smooth. Yeah. So one thing we did not do with this drink was the glass was supposed to be rinsed with absinthe. Yeah, but like rinsed. Like okay. So what is that? Like, so when you take a garnish, a lot of times when you're garnishing a drink, you rub the outside of the drink with it. I didn't do that for this one. You didn't do that for this one. Sorry. But is that a similar thing of rinsing the glass? I mean, I, th- like I think you just take a very small amount. Yeah. Absinthe. Yeah. So I wonder what that would have added. I mean, I think, you know, absinthe is very complex, but I think the biggest thing that would have jumped out obviously would have been, you know, the star anise, right? Yeah. So it might have just added like a little bit more of a botanical aspect of it. Uh, You know, I mean, I really liked it as is. Mm -hmm. I have no regrets. I'm not like, oh man, you know what it needed? Like this was already a very balanced drink. This this has like three thumbs up in a in a post apocalyptic world where where I grow another arm. Where you've been exposed to radiation. Where I've been exposed to radiation. This deserves three thumbs up. What do you think? I think it was good. Three thumbs up? It's not exactly <laughs> what I look for in a cocktail. Okay. Flavor-wise. Yes. But I liked it. It was really good. Okay. Did we even like officially say what it's called? No. It's called Tea Bijou. Or Tea Bijou. Does that, does that mean something? I don't know. Bijou. Bijou. <laughs> That's like the bear beret. <laughs> <laughs> so according to dictionary.com bijou is a jewel something small delicate yeah exquisitely wrought so t in in creole the english translation is also small oh okay so t means small and bijou means jewel so this this cocktail this is a is small, small jewel. jewel yeah that's cool t bijou t bijou yeah creole is kind of <laughs> cool because it's a mix of spanish and french yeah and when i so i went to haiti and a lot of people spoke creole and also spanish and some of them also spoke French, and I just spoke English, and they were so, and they also spoke English, and they they were all confused as to why I would come to their country and have no idea of their language. I'm like, well, I'm I think, American. That's I think what a lot we do. Of, I think, yeah, and you you reached into your uh, USA fanny pack, yeah, <laughs> and learned you know, like took out your Creole uh, uh, like quick words dictionary or whatever, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, where is McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> and you're just reading it in English. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's funny. And it also makes you feel really stupid. Oh, yeah. You're like, wow. Feels real dumb. I am uh, ignorant and kind of stupid. I don't know. Yeah. Like people that have less than me, less opportunities, and less money know like three li- languages. Yeah. It's depressing. Yeah. We should start it's a just podcast. Andy and Justin learn languages. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. Would you be up for that? Maybe. Maybe that would be on the Patreon. Would people listen to that? No, no one would. It'd just be you and me going, Quay? Quay? <laughs> <laughs> Como estes? Hmm? When, we, when I was in high school in Spanish. <laughs> when I was in high school in Spanish class, my friend Alex, shout out to Alex. Shout out, Alex. We would always like, he would always pronounce things on wrong on purpose and it would like drive our Spanish teacher crazy, like Quay S. <laughs> and then he would also answer the questions as like Jeopardy questions. So he'd always say, like, what is. The... <laughs> so Quay S was like his yeah. go to, like yeah. nails on the chalkboard. Yeah. And then he would just, just go from there. Yeah. That's awesome. So I don't know if I said this before, but in my Spanish class, I had a Spanish class in, I think, 10th grade. And the guy was named. Mr. Romero, and crazy. I mean, he had, like, just absolute crazy in his eyes. How many lunches did you have at your school? Like, how many lunch periods were there? Just one? Did everyone just go to lunch? Three, I think. We had four. A, B, C, and D lunch. So, basically, what happened? This happened within a 15-second time frame, okay? Well, some kid built a massive paper airplane from a book cover. Like, you know, know, like the book protectors, Mm -hmm. textbook protectors. And uh, so, he made a massive one and flung it at his desk. I don't think it hit him, but it got really close. And so he got flustered. The bell went off for lunch, for B lunch. We were D lunch. He got so flustered and he was like, all right, who threw the paper airplane? (laughs) And just like started just shouting at everyone. And then he just dismissed us because he thought it was our lunch. So then we just spent like B, C, and D lunch just kind of like hiding out. <laughs> and just being like, oh my god! I knew I know the kid who did it. It was Akbar. Akbar. I'm not gonna say his last name, but shout out to Akbar. What's up, dude? I think he's in like North Carolina. Give you a long lunch. Long lunch, Akbar. That's what we used to call him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. I mean, I did. I would be good learning a new language with you. Thoughts? Cool. People just have to listen to it, or it won't be. Let me just be clear. If you, it will if not you, be on this podcast. If your favorite part of the podcast. Is when we play YouTube pronunciations. <laughs> you would love this podcast. Yeah, it's going to be, yeah, yeah. This is going to be right up your alley. So which one is your favorite of these two? You know what the favorite is. You like the second one. Yeah. I think out of these two, I like the first. Really? Mm, it was delicious. I feel like I was more emotionally invested in this one. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, because you convinced I me we had it, to do it. Convinced you that we had to do it. Then you felt like you were just being like dragged along for the ride. I made it. Served it up, did an amazing job with the garnish, and, uh, <laughs> and you know, we're trying it now. I think the first one had flavors more that I liked. Yeah. And I liked the fall cinnamon sweet, like, creaminess of the chai and vanilla. Oh, it's good. I'm 100% going to find Bukman. You are? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could just make this. Like, that, that would be, like, my go-to. That's cool. Sometimes when I get these botanical things, you hate them. Yes. And so I was like, I don't know if anyone's going to like it. It's the bitter. So for me, it's like it's the bitterness at the end. That I'm just like, what the hell? Or if it's like too licoricey, right? Mm-hmm. This didn't really have an ounce of licorice in there. Like it no. was. Yeah, the the, the was, anise that is in a lot of botanicals 
is not in this one. They're, yeah. There's seven very different. And it says it has bark in there, too. And they're all at home in Haiti. They're not, yeah. like, pulling botanicals from different parts of the world right. to make it. Which is interesting, too, because, I mean, Haiti was, it was a stop in terms of trade routes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was, you know, it was a big melting pot. I mean, yeah. there's three languages spoken there, at least, for the square mileage of Haiti. So it, it is kind of cool that they go, okay, well, I get it. We got a bunch of trade guys here, and they're trying to sell us all the star anise at a premium price. We're going to go into the mountains. We're going to get it wild, and we're going to make some awesome rum. So yeah, that's cool. So here's my question. <laughs> yeah. So this is rum. Okay. Made with sugar cane. Yes. What makes it rum then? Because rum has always been made with molasses. So there's other alcohol spirits that are made with sugar cane. Have you ever had kachaka? Kasike? Is that how you say it? We've had the same conversation before. <laughs> What's kachaka? Oh, man, we're totally... What did I just look up? I just, I just looked up kasike and it like sent me to plus-size women's underwear. <laughs> so if you look up kasike or guaro, that's also a, um, a sugar-based liqueur. I'm sorry, sugar-based liquor. Cachaça. Oh. Cachaça. Ka. Ka. Sha. This is a preview of our Sha. language learning podcast. <laughs> Sa. Sa. Cachaça. Uh, but cachaça is a distilled spirit made from fermented sugar cane juice. And I've always wanted to do an episode with cachaça. Uh-huh. So, uh, another one of the teas that we were going to make earlier today <laughs> that, got, that got deleted used aguardiente. What? Aguardiente. I think it's Aguardiente. It's not LaGuardia, okay? You're not taking a flight. <laughs> You're like, should I go to JFK or This is a flight Aguardiente. to Flavortown. <laughs> Aguardiente. No! <laughs> hold on, hold on. Uh, it feels so good. No, it shouldn't. It really shouldn't. Aguardiente. Nice. Spanish. Oh, damn it. Aguardiente? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so, aguardiente <laughs> is a beverage that contains 29 to 60% ABV. It originates in the Iberian Peninsula. So, aguardiente and cachaça are similar but distinct products. Aguardiente is a fermentation and distillation of sugarcane that has already been used in sugar production and has a distinct flavor similar to rum. Cachaça, on the other hand, is alcoholic beverage and it's fermenting and distilling sugarcane juice. Okay. But what makes this rum and not its own thing when it's made from sugarcane. I think you should look should have looked up rum. But when we've looked up rum in the past, I thought it was something made out of molasses. Molasses is based out of sugarcane. Is it? Mhm. <laughs> I don't think you you know how I mean you know how like whiskey's like in order to be a whiskey at least it's got to <laughs> kiss the mocha barrel. Like I don't think yeah. rum is like certainly like, as snooty, I guess. So According to Wikipedia, rum is a liqueur made is a liquor made by fermenting then distilling sugarcane molasses or mm. sugarcane juice. So that's similar to cachaça then. Yes. But cachaça is clear. It is clear. But rum is aged. Yeah. So that that gives it the color obviously. So cachaça is unaged rum then maybe. I don't know. I mean like a but clear again, uh, Yeah, this, but a clear uh, you can have like a white rum, right? That's not aged obviously. But this rum is RHUM. Is that something? Um Okay. Oh, Thrillist, which we were just on, has a, what's the difference between rum and rum? Rum, R-H-U-M, isn't simply another way to spell rum. That additional H <laughs> means something. <laughs> Make room for this in your brain. So rum, 
Sans H is the overarching term for styles of rum, including all these different types of rum. R-H-U-M, on the other hand, is a much more specific term, an abbreviation for the, from the term rum agricole, which we talked about because it says on the back, yeah. agricole. Yeah. This type of rum can only come from Martinique. Is it like a, a, a region? Maybe. And while most rums are distilled from fermented molasses, rum with an H is made from pressed sugarcane juice. Wow. On the island, sugarcane is grown specifically for the production of RHUM rum, agricole, and the fields are managed and controlled like vineyards. Interesting. That's very cool. So we learned something today. We almost didn't. <laughs> we, we almost just blew it off. We uh, almost just did a chamomile lemon <laughs> cocktail. It, it just would have been about the birds and the bees. Would have been a lot of fun uh, topics, though, I think. Um, anyway, yeah. make either of these. I, I think if you want to take a little more time or if it's a little colder out, I'd say make the first one, the chai cocktail. If you want to have something that's botanical but not bitter and you want to kind of do like a speakeasy thing but in the comfort of your own home, get your hands on some from Agricole. And from- if you're just looking for something really simple, look up that article in Thrillist that just kind of matched up tea with different types of alcohol and see yeah. how that goes. You yep. know, If you make some black tea, throw something in it. Let us know what your favorite type of tea cocktail is if you already have one. If you're screaming yeah. at us, and if you've been screaming at us the entire time, we can't. I'm hear sorry, it. like we can't hear it. That's yeah. not again. That's not how this sort of thing works. But we do want to hear from you, so um, that's you can what the find voicemail us. is for. If you just type in "snack down," I think we're kind of up in terms of uh, the searchables. I think we're uh, a little bit. If you type in "snack you have down," to, you're listening. So the first thing you do, you you type "snack down" into Google. Did you mean "smack down"? Say, Did you mean "smack down"? <laughs> you say no. I meant "snack down." Then it'll take you. There. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It is a two-step process, but um, that's how we keep the real fans away yeah, from we, the fakers. Yeah, we weed out the people that aren't that dedicated. That's way cheaper than uh, paying for CAPTCHA. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know. Have a have a good day. Take care of yourselves and each other. Mm-hmm. And, and you know. thanks for listening today. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can find this episode and others like it on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon, Amazon Music. Music. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Yeah. You can go to our website, www.snackdownpod.com. You can support us at patreon.com slash snackdown. And you can call us and leave us a voicemail at 315-313-5456. See you, you next, next time. time. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>